You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. their worst game of the season, losing 9-6 to the Jaguars in a massive upset. And that means it's time for My Buffalo Blues Week 9 Edition. Hello everybody and welcome once again to the Shice Podcast. If you're listening to this, you'll know that misery loves company. And after the Bills' performance on Sunday in Jacksonville, I think all of Bills' mafia is pretty miserable. No more victory Monday. Not today. And I had jury duty today. So on top of that loss, I've got that going on. So we're a little behind schedule. I'm going to try and power through this as best I can, hitting all the points that I want to hit without dragging it down too much. I got the Monday Night Football game on in the background, so I'll be keeping an eye on that. If you hear me say something related to that game, you'll know why. Um, where to start? The Bills look like shit. Uh, straight up. They look terrible. Uh, they didn't look ready to play. From the beginning of the game and in hearing from some of the Jacksonville players after the game was over they knew it they could see it on the sideline that they didn't want to play uh they, I think Shaquille Griffin who played for the Seahawks for a long time was their best corner <clears throat> he knew it he was telling the team like hey they don't want to be here so let's go show them let's go show them the door and you could see it on the field uh, in talking to other fans, you know, a lot of people are already calling the Bills frauds, that they can't win a Super Bowl, uh, basically just abandoning ship at this point in the season after a bad loss. And I get that the Jags were 1-7 going into that game, and they were coming off a game that they lost to the Seahawks 31-7, to but that's a tough environment to play in in Seattle and it's a rookie quarterback going in there so it's not exactly like that game was ever going to be a walk in the park anyway and to be fair the Jags have started to play better as the season goes on they don't have the wins to show for it but you know this is a team that lost 15 games in a row last season they weren't just going to start stacking up wins they have to learn how to be good and it's going to start apparently on the defensive side of things because their defense came to play and specifically the Jaguars Josh Allen must have been fucking sick and tired of hearing about the Bills Josh Allen because he came out and looked like an absolute star he had eight solo tackles a sack uh, two tackles for a loss he had a fumble recovery uh, he had a forced fumble that wasn't called uh, it was blown dead, and he also had an interception. 
I mean, this guy was absolutely everywhere. And the energy that he played with just led the rest of that defense. And in part, their success came from uh, a shit show of an offensive line performance from the Bills. Uh, Cody Ford got lit up all day. Uh, Daryl Williams didn't necessarily play all that well either. But uh, the Bills' Josh Allen got sacked four times. Uh, it's the most sacks the Bills have given up this season. They were missing John Feliciano. They were missing Spencer Brown. And they really missed him. To be fair, just those guys' presence made a huge difference. You know, the Bills have been dealing with protection uh, all year long. And they actually ended up having one of the better offensive lines by the end of the year last year. And they reinvested in that line and thought that, you know, that was going to be the answer. And so far this season, it really hasn't been. The, the three losses have all been games where the Bills offensive line has gotten beat up. Uh, and they've given up 10 sacks, I want to say, in those three games. Four in this one, three against Pittsburgh, three against Tennessee. And the common denominator is that all those teams just relentlessly went after Josh Allen. Because when Allen has a clean pocket, I think he's the highest graded quarterback in the league. Or he's up there. At least he was last season. So, in order to make him uncomfortable, you got to find a way to get pressure on him. And what we've seen is that these teams are starting to be able to get pressure uh, with the four-man front. They're not having to blitz, and that's really indicative of the offensive line play being poor. And in this game, it looked like... I don't know. It's tough to say. It looked like the communication in the huddle was messed up or something about the way they practiced was messed up uh, because they just seemed out of sync the whole game. There was a play with the game on the line. It's end of the game. Uh, the Bills had the ball at the Jags 39, I want to say. Uh, long field goal range for Bass. But in a game where you're down three, you know, it's third and seven at that point. If you just don't lose yards, you're probably going to give Bass a shot to at least try to tie the game there. Ideally, you want to go score a touchdown and win the game. But take what you can get and if the field goal was what it was going to be available there just take it and maybe find a way to win in overtime let the defense do something for you because the defense had played great um and on this play they snap the ball and Daryl Williams just doesn't move like the whole rest of the offensive line is moving Williams doesn't move and of course naturally he gets beat around the edge and I think it's Josh Allen that came around the edge there and uh, it hits Josh Allen right in the face. So they're out of field goal range at that point, and they're forced to go for it on like a fourth and 16, and they don't get it, turn the ball over on downs, and that's the ball game. Uh, so super frustrated to see how badly they got beat on the offensive line all day long. And in the first half, uh, they threw the ball 26 times, and they ran it six times. So at halftime, I'm looking at this game very much like I looked at the Miami game the week before. That game was 
defense, field position, field goal game. In the second half of the Miami game, they started to make adjustments and they ran the ball more effectively in the second half that opened up everything else. The Bills ended up winning that game by 15. So they even covered the spread in a game where they were tied at three at the half. Now this time around, for some reason, they didn't make those adjustments. I don't know what was going on with uh, Brian Dable here. Uh, maybe it was something that Allen was seeing at the line of scrimmage. Um, that's a conversation for them to have in private and figure it out. And I'm confident that they will. But nonetheless, you're having almost no success passing the ball. You're throwing it 88% of the time, 86% of the time in the first half, and you're not having success. So why is the answer to then in the second half, throw it even more? Especially when your offensive line is getting smashed. The way you beat that kind of offensive line play is to run draws, run screens, run some RPOs. Don't just drop back and throw the ball. Yet, they doubled. They didn't double down, but they threw the ball even more in the second half. And it's just this constant, you know, argument that I'm having with other Bills fans online. They just want them to abandon the run game altogether. Now, I see that the Bills didn't run the ball with much success. You know, in the first half, they ran it six times for seven yards, right? So that's not good. But at the same time, that's six carries. That's such a small sample size, like... Maybe if they get it to 10, maybe they crack a big run in here. You know, maybe there's one run in that first half that gets them a touchdown. But they abandon the run really quick, and they throw the ball 26 times. So in a first half where you only run the ball six times, so much chatter on social media is about abandoning the run game. When it's very clear that it's the 26 pass attempts that isn't working. They're basically throwing it every play, yet somehow it's the run game that is the problem. Nobody can explain it to me. They just continually blame the run game and say that Moss and Singletary are mediocre at best, yada yada, blah blah blah. Realistically, Singletary and Moss are not elite backs in this league. They're both capable though. They both showed last year that they have what it takes to be pro-level running backs. Like, are they Jonathan Taylor? No. But they don't have to be Jonathan Taylor. They just have to be given some opportunities to be effective. A good example of this is late in the game, they actually designed an RPO. So they actually sent the right call in there. And Josh Allen pulled it out of Singletary's hands when the hole opened up. And he ends up fumbling on that play. And they, they blow it dead in the grasp. So the fumble doesn't count. But nonetheless, it's like they finally got the right call in there. And it ends up being an Allen keeper when it shouldn't have been. And he ends up fumbling on that play. So then in the second half, uh, total, they throw it 28 times and run it four times. Uh, and those four carries went for 14 yards. So their average per carry went up in the second half, even though their carries went down. And you still want to blame... The run game i get that the offensive line is getting beat but they're getting beat in pass protection over and over again it's the nfl if you go out there and you tell the other team we're gonna throw the ball nine times out of ten 
and against a team that is killing your offensive line with the pass rush, what the hell do you think is going to happen? So, it's the third game. Sorry, let's backtrack a little. It is the third loss of the season for the Bills. And in all three losses, the Bills have thrown in, sorry, they've sent in at least 50 pass plays. All three of the losses. The only game where they kind of got away with it was uh, the Miami game. And if I'm not mistaken, they didn't quite get to 50 in that game. They came up just shy. They were in the high high 40s, including the scrambles. Um, eh, mid 40s. But balance is essential in football. You can't just line up and do the same thing over and over and expect it to work. And I'll say this, like, imagine it being reversed. Imagine that the Bills had only thrown the ball 10 times in this game for 21 yards. And they had run the ball 54 times for 265 yards, but had only gotten six points. You'd look at that and you'd be like, wow, the yards per carry are great. We're dominating, but we're not scoring. So what would the answer to that be? You would absolutely say you have to throw the ball more. But for some reason, everybody just wants to abandon the run game. I don't get it. The numbers say otherwise. Uh, everybody's like, just... It's the eyeball test. Just watch the game and you'll see what's happening. Like, I am watching the game. And what I'm seeing is 90% passing. And NFL defenses are too good. You just can't do that. So until the Bills figure out how to incorporate the run game, this is going to keep happening. It sucks, but it's the truth. All three of their losses are basically the same game. They were in all of them. They had fourth quarter leads in two of them. Every single one of them was winnable games. They threw the ball too much in all those games, disproportionately throwing the ball. And the closer they are to 70% passing, for me, it's where they're at their least effective. For I would like to see 65-35, 60-40 range. I don't want the Bills to be a power run team. That's not what they do. But they've had the most success this year when they balance their approach and they give their running backs a chance. When you only give Singletary like six carries, you give Moss three carries. Like, what are they supposed to do with that? Like, ima imagine any other team in the NFL just being like, here, you're going to get three tries, and if you don't do something, we're abandoning this altogether. Doesn't make any sense to me. But it is what it is. Uh, they didn't run the ball well. They didn't really have a chance to run the ball well. Well, they had a chance. They weren't given a chance to run the ball well. Josh Allen was the most effective runner on the team. But more than half of his carries, I think I think they called one design quarterback run that was a tackle for a loss. And then there was the RPO where he got hit. I think that was the two that were designed runs. All of his other rushes are scrambles. So those are all pass plays too. 
if that's what it's going to be, you just want to throw the ball 100% of the time and have Allen run it every now and then, that's fine. But defenses are going to peer, uh, they're going to pin their ears back and they're going to get after the quarterback like we saw in this loss, like we saw against Pittsburgh, like we saw against Tennessee. It's going to keep happening until they figure it out. I hope they figure it out. The Jets just got gouged on the ground by the Colts. So if there's any team you're going to play this upcoming week where you need to figure out how to run the ball, it's going to be the Jets. And the Bills have some personnel grouping issues with Dawson Knox out. Um, teams have been able to put, uh, you know, like a four-man front, a seven-man box, and defend the pass relatively well with these zones because they're getting pressure up front with those four. And when the Bills have lined up in run-dominant formations and they telegraph the run, they're they're asking the defense to come in and play like a base 4-3 or 3-4. And the Bills' offensive line just hasn't played well enough to make that work. They need to run some more draw plays. They need to go from pistol, shotgun, spread formations, get nickel and dime packages on the field defensively, and that way you only have to win one matchup at the line of scrimmage to give your guy a chance. And I think they can do that even with some poor offensive line play. You still have a five on four advantage more often than not. Double team, one guy, pinch a block somewhere else. Make it happen. The Bills, those two guys combined for like 1,200 yards last year and like 10 touchdowns, something like that. I don't have it in front of me. But they had a reasonable season. I think they both averaged more than four yards per carry in the long run. It's not that it's undoable, but it is going to take work. It's going to take a commitment to the run game. And I guarantee you, if the Bills run the ball more effectively, they will play better offense. They will win more games. Guarantee it. Everybody's going to tell me I'm crazy and that they should throw the ball 70 times a game, but the Bills will lose more often than not playing that way. And the proof is in the pudding. Bills have not won a game in this season where they've sent in 50 or more pass plays. Just think about that. You want to throw more. In all the games where they throw the most, they lose. Why do you want to throw more? I get it. It's like you want the ball in Josh Allen's hands. You want him to be the MVP. You want to feature the guy that you paid all this money to. I get all those things. But make his life easier by figuring out how to get your running back some space. That's all. So. I don't know. I don't know how much I want to keep going into it. I'll leave that where it was. Because. Let's just take a look at how Josh Allen played. Throwing the ball that many times. He ended up going 31 of 47, so he didn't attempt 50-plus passes. But he got sacked four times. I had to explain to somebody that I was arguing with on Twitter that sacks and scrambles count as pass plays. So, you, you know, maybe it's just the people that choose to engage me on social media are not the right people to have these conversations with. And maybe I just got to let that go. But 
if one person thinks that, there's probably a bunch of people that don't realize that sacks are negative pass plays. You don't want to take those. And either way, even on the completions, he only averaged 4.5 per pass. Sorry, for, per pass attempt. That's pretty low. Uh, and I think, what did he throw for? 200 something? He threw for 264, no touchdowns, two picks, four sacks for 35 yards, quarterback rating of 26. Bad offensive line will do that to you, that's for sure. And the offensive line deserves a lot of blame. But Josh Allen also made some bad plays. Uh, both of the interceptions were bad. Second one was worse. He was getting sacked as that was happening. Tried to force it. Nowhere to go with that football. And when there's a guy in his face on every snap, it's going to be real difficult to play quarterback effectively in the NFL. That's all the more reason for those RPOs. But most of the time, when they run those kind of plays for the Bills, Allen ends up keeping the ball himself. Because maybe he has lost faith in the running backs. But if you don't give him a chance, what the hell are you even paying him for? You might as well just stick some tight ends back there and just have them pass protect for you. And then we'll just <laughs> we'll watch the Bills crumble as they throw the ball 70 times a game. Allen puts up ridiculous stats, but they end up losing on a key sack and a key interception here and there. I ultimately felt really bad for the defense in this game. The defense gave up nine points. They did not give up a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence didn't throw a touchdown. He went 15 of 26, quarterback rating of 37.1. They sacked him a couple times. Carlos Hyde had an okay day with 67 yards. Uh, other than that, like the tight end had 60 yards on four catches. Uh, Arnold. Defense played great. Levi Wallace had six solo tackles. They had six tackles for loss. Yet, they keep giving their offense opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to win the game. And for some reason, offense wanted to just keep going out there and doing the same thing that wasn't working. There's that saying, when it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, when it is broke, you gotta fix it. And their approach in that game on Sunday was broken. And they did not adjust at halftime. At least in the Miami game, they realized it. They're like, all right, we gotta run the ball a little bit better. That'll open some things up. And lo and behold, it did. They ended up scoring 23 second half points. All their touchdowns came in the second half. I have it written down somewhere in front of me. Let me go to the notepad. Uh, they ran the ball six times in the first half against Miami last week compared to 18 passes. So that's a 75% pass rate. In the second half, they threw the ball 27 times, but they ran it 13 times. They doubled the amount of runs that they called into the game, and that's a 32% run percentage and they scored 23 points so just that little increase to make it more than one out of every four times 
goes a long way in changing how the defense has to approach the offense. When you go out there and you do the same thing nine out of ten times, you know, something's bound to give sooner or later. And I just felt terrible for the defense that came out and put basically an A-level performance on the field. And then they had to sit there and watch the offense just play with no energy and put an F performance on the field. This is one of the worst offensive performances I've seen from the Bills since Sean McDermott took over. I'm sure there were some clunkers early. I'm not remembering all the games off the top of my head, but there were some bad ones. But it was, to me, it was the lack of adjustment and the lack of recognition. Like, they saw their offensive lines getting killed over and over again. And they didn't start running, like, these screenplays to Diggs until super late in the game. I mean, Diggs ended up with uh, six catches for 85 yards, but it's like they forgot he was on the team until the fourth quarter. Then it was like, all right, we'll just throw him screens on either side and let him, you know, work his way down the field. And that was working pretty well, but it was just too little too late. You know, they need to start folding those kind of plays in earlier. They didn't use McKenzie effectively at all. Uh, they just, you know, they used him in some of these sweeps and some of these like double reverse type looks just because defenses that want to run downhill on you, you have to make them think about lateral motion. And so it just seemed like they had no lateral motion in there. They didn't do it with the running backs either. It was just everything was either straight ahead or straight downfield. And the little success they had late in the game was coming on some of those uh, screen throws to Diggs. So... There's a lot of tape to look at from that game. I mean, basically everything you could do wrong on offense, they did in that game. So there's going to be a really good example of like, here's all the things we have to correct. The tape study today or tomorrow, whenever they get back to the building and get into this tape study, whew, it's going to be ugly. But they're going to be able to really focus in on all the areas that they need to work on. And... You know, I follow the Bills on social media. I follow a lot of Bills fans. I interact with a lot of people. So we see all these videos of Josh and Diggs practicing their handshakes. Obviously, these guys have a good relationship. There's a lot of play fighting going on. We see Josh Allen doing somersaults and running the sprints with all the quarterbacks. And we see a lot, we see them having a lot of fun at practice, right? They're still a young team. The game is meant to be fun. You know, I don't necessarily have a problem with them having fun, but after a game like this, you need to start taking shit seriously. Leave the joking around and stuff to when you're not in business mode. You know, you don't see the really like longtime great players in this game working on choreographed touchdown dances. When Diggs scored against Miami, what did he do? He took the ball and he kicked it into the freaking stands because they were waiting for that to happen. And like just like the frustration, I think, maybe got to him a little bit and he just punted that thing. When Rob Gronkowski scores a touchdown, what does he do? He just spikes the ball. Like, it's okay. Celebrate. Like, you did what you're supposed to do. But if, if you're worried about what your touchdown dance looks like, you know, maybe 
your maturity level is not in the right place. It's fun to watch and everything from a fan's perspective, but it says something about how the team prepares for the game, right? You know, like I said, I want these guys to have fun, and I want them to have fun earning it on the field, and like, you shouldn't be out there like drill sergeant style in practice because if you're not enjoying it, you're never gonna really like get to the point where you can get loose and get creative. And honestly, we saw that in this game. Like the tighter the game got and the more pressure there was for like that drive to finally click, like the bigger mistakes started happening. And so you're not really gonna ever find that like flow state until you feel like you're having fun out there or at least that like you're you find that zone and that's going to be somewhere between that intense focus and kind of like playfulness right so i think this is going to be a wake-up call for the bills this practice that they're going to have it's going to be very serious i think it's going to be no more no more messing around and it's a lot of young guys too so Coach McDermott has to come to these guys and probably say something similar to what I did. Like, look, if you guys want to have fun and horse around and do all this stuff, like, you're welcome to do that. But if you want to get back to the business of winning football, we got to start to take every practice dead serious. And we need to focus on the team in front of us. There was all these jokes about the Bills have a month worth of bye weeks. And guess what? Second week back... They lost to a 1-7 team. So, you got a game that you're supposed to win against the Jets coming up. The Jets are not going to roll over and hand this win over. The Jets have played really well the last couple weeks. Even when Mike White got hurt in the Colts game, they got down a lot, but they fought their way back late in that game. And, yeah, garbage time, yada yada, the Colts were way ahead. Nonetheless, that's still a Colts defense that has some pride, and the Jets put 30 on them. And Mike White's coming back. That might have been a game had he not gotten hurt in the first place. It was 7-7 when he got hurt. He got hurt, I think, on the touchdown throw. So to think that for some reason the Jets are going to be an easy win is a mistake. The Patriots are starting to play better. The Jets have played better. The Bills have to go out there and win this game. They They have to play angry but controlled. Focused is the word I was probably actually looking for there. But nonetheless, that's a winnable game. But the Bills can't go into that game thinking that their shit don't stink, that they're going to get handed that win. This is a week-to-week league. Every team is coming out here to win every week. The Bills have to recognize that. They have to play better. I think they will. I think the Jets are still going to give them a fight, but the Bills should win that game reasonably well. I don't know why I said that. The Bills should win the game, and they should do it hopefully convincingly. Anyway, went longer than I thought, but if you're listening, you're still listening. Thanks for putting up with me. Sorry to everybody in Bills Mafia. That was a rough rough Sunday but you know in for a penny in for a pound I still believe in this team that doesn't eliminate them as Super Bowl contenders at all 
If they lose to the Jets in a similar fashion, then I'll be really concerned. But for the time being, I'm going to chalk it up to a bad week. And hopefully they get their shit together and whoop the Jets' asses. So until next time, thanks for listening. Go Bills. Thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. If you enjoyed it, please help me out by liking, subscribing, sharing, wherever you get your podcasts. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can contact me at info at And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills!